Gemara Yevamot Daf Lamed Tet. Our Masechet has been dedicated for the complete recovery of Rav Shlema Shimon Ben Simcha. In the Rifanalo Betuf Shar Chole Amo Yisrael. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Lamed Tet Amud Bet, and we are two lines from the bottom. Abaye Amar. Now. Let's just go back for a second and review. We're dealing with a contradiction in the Mishnah. A Mishnah on Lamedhet, Amudrishon, initially gave a case of a Shomeret Yabam that fell, that she had Nechassim, that she inherited properties from her, from her father's side. So now the question is, she Shomeret Yabam, what do we do with that money? Who does it belong to? Does it belong to her or does it belong to the Shomeret Yabam? So Bet Shemayim Betil agreed that it's hers, and she could sell it, and she could do whatever she wants with it. It's totally hers. However, in the Sefer of the Mishnah, the Mishnah came along and said that if the Shomerit Yabam died, so then already we have a, a Safik what to do with the Nechassim. So the Mishnah said, according to Bet Shemayim, Yahloku, that the, uh, the assets are divided between the uh, inheritors of the father, meaning the girl's side, and the inheritors of the husband's side, which means the Yavam. So the Gemara asked, why in the beginning, in the Bet Shammai holds that it's considered her asset, when she's alive, she's submitted Yavam, and she gets, a, she gets a Yerusha, she keeps it for herself, and why in the Sefer, when she dies, do we say that the assets are divided? That was the stira between the Resha and the Sefer, and the uh, Gemara actually gave... Uh, a few answers in order to reconcile it. So now the Gemara is going to say a different answer. The Resha, it's talking about where the asset fell to her when she was Shomerit Yavam, uh, which means uh, the original husband never had a Kinyan in them. And therefore, in that case over there, the Yavam will not have any Zechut in these uh, because again, his brother, the deceased, did not have any hand in those nechassim as well. And therefore, uh, he has no access, uh, access, uh, 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 access as well. But in the sefa, when before she died, that asset was, uh, was inherited to her when her husband was still alive. And therefore, since the husband was still alive when there was the asset, the Yabam has a right to it. Now the Gemara will explain what the logic is. So now we get into the sugya of Yado. His hand is like her hand. So we read Rashi. Rashi will explain to us what this means. Vekasabar Abaye Yado ki Yada. When a lady is married and she has an asset that she gets from a Yerusha, they're both equal. They're both hands are equal. They're both uh, uh, rights are the same. The husband and the wife. And not more. So therefore, when he dies, so he loses some of his hand. The end, the Yabam ba'ela zika. The Yabam doesn't have a strong hand either because he only has a zika after he didn't marry her. Yado yada. So now his hand becomes less than her hand. Ve'nechasim b'chazkatam. And therefore, Betelel says the nechasim remain by her. Because again, when they're married, their hand is equal. Once he dies... And the Yabam did not make a zika, uh, uh, the su'in yet, so his hand becomes weakened and her hand be- is, remains, and therefore she has the stronger hand. So therefore, Betelel says the asset remains by her. But Bet Shammai comes along and says, No. He holds that a, when a lady is married, Yado Adifa, that his hand, the husband, is stronger than her hand. And therefore, when he dies, then it becomes equal. Which means, 
whatever it was before, after the Yavam, after the husband dies, it downgrades a notch. So therefore, according to Bet Shammai, when they're married, his hand is strong, he has a bigger hold on the asset. Yado is Adifa. So therefore, when he dies, it goes from Adif to becoming equal. So that's what Bet Shammai says, that the asset is divine, the Yachloku. So that is the, uh, uh, the Inyan uh, over there. So the Gibbara will explain. So again, the power of the husband, when it comes to Nechsem Milog, what was Nechsem Milog? Nechsem Milog were these assets that the lady uh, brings in uh, to the marriage, that the husband uh, uh, gets to eat the perot of these uh, 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 of assets. So what is the uh, relationship between the husband and the wife regarding the Nechsem Milog? So it says, according to uh, this opinion, they're equal. And therefore, according to Abayah, since they're equal, the Sefa of the Mishnah is talking about that the Nechassim fell to the lady when she was, she was actually married. And therefore, the husband has a Kinyan in them. Albeit, according to Betchamai, and according to Betelel, I should say, that when she dies, the assets um, remain uh, by the by, 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 by the lady. The reason is because Betelel holds that um, because Betelel, he says that the koah of the Baal uh, and the Nechasi, the, the Baal, the husband and the wife, their Yad is equal. Yado ki yada, and therefore once he dies, her hand becomes stronger and therefore according to Betelel, she keeps the asset. But according to Bet Shammai, Bet Shammai says no that actually Yado Adifa, that his hand is stronger, and therefore, once she once he dies, so now already the asset, the Yado Ki Yada, they become equal, that's why he comes along and says, Yahloku. Uh, so that is the difference between Bet Shammai and Bet I'm sorry, the Resha, the Sefa, according to the opinion of Abaye. Amar le Rabah. It says, not so, that if the assets fell when she was still married to the first, uh, to the first husband, everybody agrees. Everybody holds that his hand is stronger and therefore uh, when uh, he dies, therefore they become equal. And then everybody will agree in that case they have to divide the assets equally. Both cases are talking about where the, the asset fell to her in Yerusha when she was a Shomeret Yabam, not when she was married. But the Resha is talking about where the Yabam did not make Ma'amad, uh, which means before the assets uh, fell to her, which means and therefore at the time of the nifilah of the nechasim, there was no uh, 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 connection between the yabam and the shomeret yabam, a strong connection I should say only a zika, and therefore that zika is not strong enough to uh, have any uh, acquisition over that asset however the sefa is talking about the abad ba ma'amad where the Yavam actually made a Ma'amar before the asset fell to the Yevama, and therefore we have a Mahlouk between Betshemah and Betelel, the Gabe, a power of the Yavam after he made the, um, after he made the Ma'amar. So therefore, according to Betelel, it does not make a Kenyan, and, uh, and therefore the asset remains by her. However, according to Betshemah, when the Nechassim fall to the Yevama, after a ma'amar was already done by the yabam, so then already Bet Shammai is going to say he has a zikhut, and therefore the asset is divided. Again, according to Bet he has no zikhut. So that's a new answer to the Resha and the Sefer of the Mishnah. It's both talking about both cases where the asset fell when she was a shomeret yabam. The difference is going to be whether ma'amar was made, made or not. If ma'amar was not made, everybody will agree the asset is hers. If Ma'amar was made, you can have a machlok between Bet Shammai and Bet The Kasavarava, Ma'amar de Bet Shammai, Ose Vaday Arusa, 
uspek nesua. And Ramaz is going to hold that. What does Ma'amar do according to Bet Shammai? Ma'amar actually makes a status of a vaday arusa and a safek nesua. Which means, we will see what this means. Vaday arusa, she's considered definitely an arusa. In, that, in, in what sense? Lidhot betzara. Which means that, let's say she fell with a, a co-wife, so she is pushed away from Yibum anymore. So therefore, she's considered as if she's Arusa to this uh, man that made the Ma'amar to her. Us, and therefore, the Tzara has no chance to make Yibum anymore. Usfek Nesu'a, and what does it mean she's considered a Safek Nesu'a? Like Bechamai said, Lachlok Benechasim, in order to divide the asset. That means if a Ma'amar was made, uh, uh, and then she uh, was Yoresh, let's say, a property. So therefore, since Ma'amar, according to Bet Shemai, makes her a safek nisu'ah, and we know nisu'ah, if it was vaday nisu'ah, the husband would be yoresh, the whole thing. So since it's safek nisu'ah, so Bet Shemai says, Yahlok. Itmar mishemed We have now an Amoraic statement, according to Rabah, the Itmar mishemed rabi yoseb rabi harina kivateh The two answers we just gave now, Abaye and Rabah, we found it also a Mahlokan Amuraim. Umi Amar, Rabbi Al Azar, Hacheb. Did Rabbi Al Azar say this? Which is Rabbi Al Azar, we want to say, holds like Rabah, that the case is talking about Ma'amar. So the Gemara is saying, is, is really Rabbi Al Azar agreeing to that opinion that says that when you make Ma'amar, Ma'amar makes a safik, Nisu'ah? Veha Amar, Rabbi Al Azar, Ma'amar, Lebet Shamai, Eno Kone. Nabi Al-Azhar said that the only thing Ma'amar does is, is to push away the tzara, but it sounds like it does not uh, give the uh, Yavam any rights to the properties. So therefore, how can you come along and say Nabi Al-Azhar agrees to Rabah, Adrabah? Nabi Al-Azhar is saying that the only thing that the Ma'amar does is, is to push away the tzara that you cannot make, you boom. So the Gabbara says, okay, first answer, Ipuch. You're right, switch it around. We'll say Nabi Al-Azhar actually holds like uh, Abaye, and it is Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Harina that holds like Rava. Do not switch it around. Keep it as is. When I was saying that the Ma'amar is Kone to push away the Tzara, Oh, my point was to say is that this Yibama, it's not going to help that you just give her a get for the Ma'amar, which means she also needs a Halitza, which means Ma'amar is only enough to push away the Tzara, but not to push away the Halitza, which means you still need to make a Halitza. Don't think a get now is going to get rid of this lady. That's what he meant to say. It means all it does is to push away the Tzara, but does not push away Halitza. Still got to make a Halitza. Even though you gave her a get, you can't so I gave her a get. No, the get only exempts the ma'amar, but does not take care of the halitza. But he wants to talk about assets. I want to talk about assets. But was I talking about the assets? I was only looking at it from the halitza standpoint. It pushes away the tzara that you can't make your boom and halitza on her, but you have to make a halitza on the on the on the on the uh, on the ma'alata ma'amar. However, the gabin the chasim, I wasn't discussing it. And therefore Rabbi Azza can actually hold like uh, uh Rabbah that the Ma'amar will create a safek nisu'ah, and therefore both the, the Yabama and the Yabam will divide the asset. Amara Papa, diyuk adematnitin kevateh da'abayeh, that we have a diyuk from the Nashon of the Mishnah, that the Sefa of the Mishnah is talking about, according to Abayeh, at least the way we learned it, is that she was Yoresh, the asset, when she was still married to her original husband. We're going to make a diyuk from the Mishnah that's going to that's going to prove that. Even though we're going to ask a question against Abaye, why did the Mishnah have to give a case of Meta? For Abaye's point, we can give a case even when they are alive, like we're going to see in a second. So, Diktani. What is it called, these Nechsem Milog? The Mishnah referred to Nechasim over here. Nechnasim, Nechnasim, that enter the Yotzim Ima and go out. What does that mean, Nechnasim, the Yotzim? They entered when the Baal was alive, and they leave the Rishuta Baal 
when he dies, the Rishut Ta'av. And therefore, we're talking about over here that they were once in his Rishut and then they leave his Rishut. That means what? Exactly like Abaye learned. The Sefer was talking about where, he, where she was Yoresh, the asset, when her original husband was still alive. Therefore, Nikhnasim. Nikhnasim Immo. Because he was alive. And then Yotzim. So now, what's the question that we have on Abaye? But we have the question on Abaye, why did he have to learn the Sefer? Why did the Mishnah, I should say, according to Abaye, have to give a case in the Sefer where she died? I understand Abaye's Chiluk. Abaye's Chiluk wants to say is when did she Yoresh the asset? When she was a Shomer at Yavam? Or when she was actually married to the, um, to, 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 to the first husband? And then she died. So the Gemara said, you don't have to give a case where she died. To make that chiluk between when she was Yoresh the asset, you can give a similar case and say what? Instead of arguing on the actual assets, asset itself, the goof of the asset, and if you have to come on to a case where she actually died, and now you have a, a, a haluka between your sheha ab and your sheha ba'al, lifnigu bechayeha ulperot. We could talk about the nixem milog in her lifetime, legabe the perot, which means <laughs> you can talk about where she's still alive. And according to Betelel, these nechasim over here are becheskata. Again, an asset that she gets when she's alive. Okay, so Betelel is going to say the perot are going to belong to her because that's the shita of Betelel becheskata omedet. And according to Bet Shammai, we're going to say what that the koach of the yavam in the nechasim will be uh, uh, equal to hers, and therefore they're going to divide the perot. You don't have to make a case where she dies. You can make a case where she's still alive, and the question over here is whether they or not divide the perot. Otpam, she, uh, she was Yoresh, uh, an asset, when she was a Yevama. No problem. And now, uh, and now what? According to... Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, which means again according, according to Abaye going back according to Abaye what was Abaye's original answer Abaye's original answer was the Chiluk was that the first Resha was talking about when she was Yoresh when she was a Shomer Yabam and the Reshef I was talking about when she was Yoresh the asset when uh, under her husband under her original husband and therefore we made a Chiluk between uh, uh, th- th- those cases, the Gabe, Yadoki, Yadat. So the Gabe is asking, why do you have to give a case? And then what? Then she died. And then the Mahlok, it is what's considered uh, 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 her rights to the asset. Does it go to her father's side or does it go to the Yavam? So that's where Abaye learned. You don't got to go that far, says uh, Abaye. Uh, uh, says the Gabe against Abaye. Instead of arguing on the actual piece of Karka, the Gufa Karka, and if you're talking about after she dies, why don't you just give the same case? She could be alive. And we can discuss over here. Perot meaning her husband was alive when she was Yoresh this Karka. And now what? The husband dies. Now the question is who's going to get the Perot? Because it's still Perot. So the mental will say she gets the Perot. And Bechabah will say the Perot are divided between her and the Abam side. Well, you could have gave the case like that. Vitula midi, which means, and that is, no, no more to be said, which means, the diuk is definitely according to Abaye. However, the question is a good question. Why did the Mishnah have to jump to a case of Mita? You could have just kept the case in uh, that she's alive, the Gabe Perot. Kanasa, now let's say what happened, the Yavam actually made you boom on this lady, on the Yavama, that's considered his wife, what do you have to tell me, now you need a get, which means once he makes you boom, your boom is considered a full marriage, now Halitza is not going to help anymore, now it's his wife, and therefore needs a full-fledged get, and for that matter, if he divorces her, he's able to take her back. Because that's the regular case of Mahzid, Kirushato. So the Gibbara says, Megarsha beget, Peshita. Of course you can't give her a get. What, 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 why would I think not? It says, You will take her as a wife, 
it sounds like she's still called the Yibama, even if you took her as a wife. And therefore, Amar Rahmana, and therefore, Va'adayin Yibumeh Harishon Aleha. I would have thought that she's still considered a Yibama, even after the, uh, 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 the Yibum. Because it says, Ulkaha, Loli Isha V'yibema. So therefore, I would have thought a Halitza could help to get rid of it, because she's still called a Yibama. And therefore, I would have thought, Bahalitza in begetlo. Kamashmala, no. That once there's a likuchin in her, it's a full marriage, and therefore the yibum creates a marriage that needs a get. Now the Gemara says, Mahzira. And then if he divorces her, he could take her back. Peshita, of course, why not? Now the Gemara says, Sal kadatach amina mitzvah de ramya rahmana ale abida. Listen, you have to remember this is Eshet Ah. <coughs> it's his brother's wife. So he did the mitzvah. He made Yibumana Hazagabaruch. But Hashta Tikum Alea Bisud Eshit Ah. Once he divorces her, she goes back to becoming Eshit Ah again. I would have thought that maybe you cannot take her back. Maybe she resorts back to her original status of Eshit Ah. And if it should be forbidden, Kamash will not know that once he marries her in Yibum, it's his full fledged wife for all things. Even the Inyan, if he divorces her, he can take her back and there's no more Isud of Eshit Ah. The Gibra says, Who told you that? Maybe there is an issue of Eshet Ah. Who says it goes off? Amar Kera, Ulkaha lo leisha. Keman shelekaha, harei keshto lechol davar. The Gemaraz Doresh, the Pasuk, that when it says in the Pasuk, Ulkaha lo leisha, it becomes his isha lechol davar, meaning that the issue of Eshet Ah goes off. Umilvad, shetekitubata. However, we said, when he marries and makes you boom, he does not have an obligation of ketubah. The ketubah is coming from the estate of the original husband that died. My ta'ama, what's the reason? Isha heknulo menashamayim. Exactly. Poor guy. They gave him a wife, but they didn't give him a bill, which means menashamayim, now he has to make a, a, a mitzvah of yibum. But they did not come along now and mandate him to... He didn't pick this wife over here, menashamayim, they gave it to him. So therefore, the chayu of the ketubah comes from the original. The e. Let la minarishon, but let's say there was no ketubah from the first husband. Takinula mishini. Then indeed they were mitaken that the yabam has to make a ketubah for why? Kedesh elote kalab beinav lehotzia, which is really the reason of ketubah in the first place. We don't want to make it easy for the husband to divorce his wife once he knows he has to pay a certain amount of money. So we'll think twice. So therefore the same thing will apply that if in the case of the Yabam there was no initial ketubah from the first husband, he must provide a ketubah for the simple reason so it's not easy for him in order to divorce. Matnitin, mitzvah begadol yabim. It's a mitzvah on the oldest of the brothers to make the yibum. Let's say the oldest of the brothers did not want to make yibum. Then you go down the line. So you go down to the rest of the brothers. If they didn't want to, you go back to the oldest brother. You tell him, the mitzvah is on you. Oh, halots, oh, yabem. Oh, halots, oh, yabem. Make halitza. Oh, halots, oh, yabem. Now, the next case of the Mishnah. Tala bekatan. Now, you have to know when you learn this Mishnah, whenever you see the word katan, you always have to define it, whether we're talking about a real katan, meaning a minor, or katan can mean a you know, younger brother uh, in relative uh, to the older brother. So now we're talking about over here, tala be katan. This is a real katan now. The older brother said, listen, I'm going to wait for my younger brother to become an adult, and uh, and then he will make you move. The older brother didn't want to do anything. He said, you know, I'll pass. I want to wait for my younger brother to become an adult because we're going to hold over that Yibum cannot be done by a Katan. So therefore, wait till he gets older and therefore he will make the Yibum. Uh, so now, what happened? Or the case is Begadol. Let's say the older brother came along and said, uh, um, or, or one of the brothers uh, uh, said, Begadol, 
there's an older brother that's in Medina Tayyam. There's an older brother that's overseas. So he comes and says, you know what? Even though I'm the older brother that's here, I want to pass and wait till my older brother who's overseas comes back and he will make Yibum. Ad Medina Tayyam. And maybe he'll make Yibum. Or Heresh or Shoteh. Or the older brother is a Heresh Shoteh. So the older brother now says, listen, I want to wait for my older brother to become better. Maybe he'll get better. He's a Shoteh now. Maybe he'll get healed. He's a, or he's a, or he's a, uh, a Heresh. He'll get better. And therefore he'll be able to make the Yibum. So he's basically pushing it off. He's saying, oh, wait, wait till the guy comes back. Wait till he gets better. Wait till he becomes a Gadol. And Shum'im Lo. The oldest brother that's in front of us, he's the guy. He cannot push it off and wait for the older guy who's overseas to come back. Why? Because the Gemara is going to say we do not push off mitzvot. We tell the oldest brother that's present, the mitzvah is on you. Either make halitzah or make yibu. Okay, we continue and we start from the Gemara Itmar. <clears throat> now the Gemara has a question. Bi'at katan v'halitzat gadol. Which means we have an option over here. The bi'ah, which means yibum, can be made by the katan. Now we mean katan over here, we don't mean a mamash katan. And we mean a younger of the brothers. So we have bi'at katan or halitzat gadol. Or a halitzat of the gadol. So here's a big question over here. What, what, what is better? We always, we always prefer yibum. But the question is, is yibum better by a younger brother, or should we opt for halitza by the older brother? Because we didn't see that we give the older brother the advantage. The Gemara says, "Peligi ba Rabbi Yochanan ben Rabbi Yoshua ben Rabbi Hadamar katan adifa." That means yibum by a katan, meaning by the younger brother, is better than halitza of the gadol. The Hadamar halitzat gadol adifa. Some say no. The gadol is more advantageous, even if it is a halitza. Man da amar biat katan adifa. What's the reason why this opinion holds that the biat of the katan is adifa is better? Teha mitzvah biyibum, because that is the ikar mitzvah. The ikar mitzvah the Torah is to make yibum. So therefore, if the gadol does not want to do the ikar mitzvah, we give it to the uh, katan. Why is Halitzah of the Gadol better, more advantageous? And the Gemara says, because when there's a Gadol that has the ability to make Yibumu Halitzah, the Bi'ah of the Katan, Lav Klum. That doesn't mean Lav Klum at all, it just means that it's not uh, uh, advantageous for him to do it. Where there is a gadol, the gadol will take the precedent. Tenan. So now the Gemara is going to try to bring a proof to these opinions. And the Gemara says, Tenan. Actually, it's our Mishnah. What it's saying our Mishnah, Lo Ratsa. Let's say the older of the brothers did not want to get involved. Machazirim al kol So what do you do? You go to the other brothers. Now, my love, Lord, my, my love, what does it mean he didn't want to do it? So it says, my love, Lord, Yabim. He didn't want to make a yibum, ela lachlots. Ah, that's a new way of learning. That means he was willing to make a halitza. He just didn't want to make a yibum. And still, what are we saying? Now, why would you go to the other brothers? Because maybe they'll make a yibum. So therefore, you see that what yibum of a younger brother is better than a halitza of the older brother, and therefore you see Shmat Mina, Bi'at Katan, Adifa that the Bi'at the Katan is better, the Gemara says Lo, <coughs> that's not the case, Lo Ratsa Lachlot Yabim the older brother didn't want to do anything which means in the Khanami, if he wanted to make a Halitza, we'd let him make a Halitza however in this case over here it's talking about where he didn't want to make anything and that's where we go to the other brothers. But again, if he wanted to make a halitza, we would let him make a halitza, because his halitza is better than the yibum of a katan. <clears throat> so the Gemara comes along and says, wait, if indeed it's like you're learning, that when it says in the Mishnah, lo so now we have to define the word lo ratza. Lo means he wants to do nothing, not halitza and not yibum. 
So now, let's go back. When the brothers now, they came to the other brothers and they said, okay, uh, wh- how are you going to learn that? Lo natsu means what? Same thing. Lo nachlot velo liyabim. So they don't want to do anything either. So they, what do we do? The Mishnah said, Ozrim etzel gadol. So they go back to the gadol. So now the Gemara says, Lemikfiyeh. And what are they going to do? They want to force the older brother to do something. So the Gemara says, Lechfiyeh lididu. Why don't you force the other brothers? Which means none of the brothers over here wants to do anything. They don't want to make a yibum and they don't want to make a halisa. So why does the betin have to toil themselves to go back to the original guy? If you're forcing somebody anyway, so force the, force the guy that you're at. Force the younger brother already. Jeez, they went to the older brother. He said, I'm out. This is the way we're learning it now. <clears throat> I'm out. I don't want to do yibum. He's going to make a halisa. And that's what the younger brothers are saying also, if you're going to learn like this. That what they don't want to do, not a yibum and halitza. So what does it say? Betin's not got to go force the older brother. Why do you go back to the older brother? Just force the younger brother. You, 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 why do you matriach betin? The Gemara said, no. Really, I could learn the cases talking about where they didn't want to do anything. They didn't want to do a halitza and they didn't want to make a yibum. And still we go back to the older brother. Why? the mitzvah ale di Since the mitzvah is on the older brother, therefore, so therefore we force him. So therefore when all the brothers are refusing to make a halisan boom, Betin has to come onto a force. So they force the older brother because the ikan mitzvah yibum is on him. So therefore we can learn the case of the Mishnah. Uh, you, you have no proof. You can really learn the case of the Mishnah is talking about <coughs> where the brothers are, as well as him is saying he wants to do uh, nothing. Which is not a Yibum and not a Halitza, and still will go back to the original brother to force him because the Ikar Mitzvah on him. Tenan, we had a Mishnah, our Mishnah. Tala Bekatan. The older brother there came along and said, I want to wait for the Katan, meaning the actual minor, to become a Gadol, in order for him to make Yibum. Achiyagdil. En Shum'im. Lo, we do not wait. What do we do? And that we force the older brother to make a halitza or a yibum. Now wait, the ibi at katan adifa, and if the bia of a younger brother is better than the halitza of an older brother, amai and shomilo, why not wait? Ninta dilma gadal dilma gadilu miyabim. Maybe the younger brother, when he gets older, <coughs> the minor, when he gets become a gadol, he'll do yibum, and therefore, from the fact that you see, we don't wait. From here we have a proof that the halitza of the gadol is better than the yibum of the katan. The Gemara says, wait, according to your reasoning, according to your reasoning, how are you going to learn the rest of the Mishnah? Which means, let's say you have an older brother that's in Medina Tayyab. So you have the, they have the brother that's here. So what do we say? He said, I want to wait until my older brother comes back. We don't listen. We force the older brother that's here to make a halitza. Now why? Wait, if you're telling me that we have to wait for the older brother, so therefore, and you're telling me that halitza of the older brother is better than Yibum of the younger brother. So they will wait for the older brother to come back from Medina Tayyam so we can make a Halitza. You are just proving to me that what? Halitza of the older brother is better than Yibum of the younger one. Very good. So therefore, why not wait for the older brother to come back from Medina Tayyam in order to make a Halitza? Why do we say no? We force the guy who's here now to make an immediate Halitza. The Gemara says, Ela, you know what the Pshad is? We don't delay the mitzvah. Which means, <clears throat> once already we have a mitzvah in front of us, we don't push it off. And therefore, I could say the same thing in the beginning. If I have a yabam over here now that wants to make a halitza, even though there's a katan later on that wants to make yibum, maybe the yibum the katan is better. I'm, I don't know, maybe it is better. But the reason why I'm not going to wait because we don't push off from it. So you have no proof from our Mishnah. 
Really, I could say maybe your boom of a younger brother is better, but not when it has the element of waiting. When you have to wait, then I say we don't push off anything. It's better to make the halitza uh, of the gadol than to wait. The Gemara then says, eat the amre. Some want to say, bibi'ah, which is when the younger brother wants to make a bi'ah, meaning a yibum. Kule alma lo peligi the bi'at katan adifa. Now a new way of learning. <clears throat> if the younger brother wants to make yibum, everybody will agree. Give it to him. It's better. Where's the argument? Mahalitzat katan. In the case of here where the younger brother wants to make a halitza, the haki itmana, here's the mahlokina, redefined. Halitzat katan bahalitzat gadol. So all things are equal over here now. It's all halitza. Halitza of a gadol or a katan. What takes precedence? One says that the halitza of the gadol takes precedent, and one says, no, they're equal. <laughs> because we know that the mitzvah mufhar is to do with the older of the brothers. Either yibum or halitza. So therefore his halitza comes before the halitza of the katan. The idach. Who's the idach? The other opinions that says what? That they're equal. Ki amrina mitzvah begadol le'inyan yibum. Yeah, when do we say that gadol has a precedent over the younger one? When it's a yibum case. When he wants to make yibum. Avadiyan halitza. They are indeed considered equal. We learned in the Mishnah. Let's say the other brothers did not want to make a halitza or a yibum. So what do we say? We go back to the older brother. Now what does it mean? So the Gemara is going to explain. My love. Ah, that means what? They didn't want to make, they didn't want to make a halitza. They didn't want to make a yibum. They wanted to make a halitza. Viketani, and still, what does the Mishnah say? Hozin etzel gadol. So, what do you see from over here? Ushma'amina halitza gadol adiva. Assuming that the younger brothers wanted to make not a yibum, but they wanted to make a halitza. Why do you go back? Why do you have to go back to the older brother? And what does that prove to you? That they're not equal. That the halitza of the gadol is better than the halitza of the katan. So Gemara says, "Lo, that's not the case in the Mishnah. Lo ratzu lo lachlot v'lo liyabim. They didn't want to do either, which means the younger guys didn't want to do not a yibum and not a halitza. That's why you go back to the old one. But in the chenam, if they wanted to make a halitza, all things equal, we would let them make the halitza. So the Gemara says, wait, the kevate gabe gadol." Similarly, we're going to give the case with the older brother when the Mishnah came along and said, Lord Atzah by the older brother. How are you going to learn Lord Atzah? <coughs> Lord Atzah, Lord Lachlot, Lord Liyabim. So he, what's the case? Well, he doesn't want to do anything. Now, if he doesn't want to do anything, and, they, and, my, and the younger guys don't want to do anything either, why do you go back to him? If he doesn't want to do anything, and then the, they go to the younger brothers, they don't want to do anything also, so let them force them. Why do you go back to the original? So Gemara said, no, we don't force the, the younger brothers. Since the mitzvah is on the older brother, <coughs> once nobody wants to do anything, so we're not going to force the younger brothers. We're going to be matriyah bedin to go back to the older brother and force him because the mitzvah is indeed on him. Tashema. It says in the uh, Mishnah, Tala begadol ad The older brother that was there said, there's an older brother than me in Midinat Let's wait. And Shum'imlo. We don't listen. But if you hold that the halitza of the older brother is better, why don't you listen? Let's wait and let the older brother that's in Midinat do the halitza. Let's wait for me. We'll come back and make a halitza. That's the question. And the Gemara says, wait. According to your interpretation, in the case we had an actual minor, we said, wait till he gets older. 
Umiyabem. In that case, we should have waited for the katat to get older, because maybe he's going to make it, because you hold that what? <coughs> Everybody holds that Yibum is better. Everybody holds in this, according to the Shittah, Yibum is better. So then why would the Mishnah say that we don't wait for the katan? So therefore, you're asking me from the case of waiting, we don't wait for the guy to come back to Medinatayam. I'm asking you from the case of why don't you wait for the katan to get older? Everybody holds that the option of Yibum is better. And you know why you don't wait? You don't wait for anybody. The Gemara says, Inameh, we don't delay, we don't wait. So if you cannot bring any proofs of the cases of the waitings, we don't wait regards. Even if, even if it's a potential yiboom we're not going to wait for, or the more so a halitza, we're not going to wait. So we cannot use the Mishnah to prove our uh, two studies. We learned in the Mishnah Bechorot, that the mitzvah of Yibum takes precedent over the mitzvah of Halitzah. But kishayu mitkavenim l'shem mitzvah. Initially, when they used to do the mitzvah of Yibum, they were mechaven solely for the purpose of the mitzvah. That's why Yibum was more important than Halitzah. It took precedent. Akshav, she'en mitkavenim l'shem mitzvah. Now that the men are doing this Yibum, they're not doing it for mitzvah anymore. Their mind is on either her beauty or her money or other ulterior motives. <laughs> so then they came along and said, once they're not doing it, anymore. so now they took away the Yibum and they said it's a Mitzvah to do Halitza. Uh, <laughs> is in the times of the Mishnah or the times of the Gemara? This is in the times of the Mishnah because Abba And we're going to learn that Abba Shaul's opinion is that the mitzvah yibum can only be done l'shem shamayim, and if it's not done l'shem shamayim, so it can be a problem of eshet <coughs> ah. Then the Gemara comes along and says, "Amarav and kofin," but you can't force the guy. If the guy wants to make a yibum, you cannot force him to make a <coughs> a halitza. Even though the guy's not l'shem shamayim. It doesn't matter. The Yibum is still considered a Yibum, according to Rab. And therefore, you cannot force him to make a Halitza. If indeed he wants to make the Yibum, you let him make the Yibum. Ki atu When they came in front of Rab, meaning Yibama, came in front of Rab, Amar Dehu, he would give them the option. He would say, Iba'et Halots, Iba'et Yabet. Whatever you want to do, you want to make Halitza, you want to make Yibum. Bedidak Tala Rahmana. The Torah gives you the option, as it says, if the man does not want to take her as a yebama, he doesn't have to. But if he wants to, the implication is, he can do whatever he wants. He can either make a yibum or he can make a halitza. Also holds, you don't force them to make a halitza. Which means, Rabbi Yehuda, when he used to make a halitza ceremony, they call that a get halitza, because halitza is like a get. So in the ceremony, he would say the following. He would write, Ech pedonit bat pedoni. So-and-so, the daughter of so-and-so, akrebat yat pedoni yibama kodamana lebedira. Came in front of the, her uh, yabam, in front of the bedin. Ve'ishtemodeinu, <coughs> And we explained that what? That indeed, this is uh, the her husband's paternal brother. You have to explain that to her. That this is the one that you can make your boom with. And we tell him, If you will and desire to make your boom, no problem. The ilah, but if you do not desire to make yibum, itla la naglech dimina. Stretch out your right foot in order that she can make halitza. Ve itla la nagla dimina. And the yagam ends up putting his right foot out. Ushnat sene me'ad agluhi. And she removes the shoe from his foot. Ve yalag ba'anpuhi rokan. She spits. In front of him, the mitchazal bedina enough spit that the bedin could actually see it on the ground. The Rabbi Chaya Bar Avya Misayimba, 
and Rabbi Chayyabar Abiyah finished the star Haritza Mishmed Rabbi Yehuda. Ve'akrinu ma'dichtiv b'sfar oraita de Moshe. And then we read him what's written in the Torah of Moshe, as the pasuk comes along and says that they read the different pesukim that says what uh, that im hafetz atali yabem yabem v'ilolo. As it says in the Torah, v'ilolo yachpotz, etc. And therefore, she says me'en yibami. He does not want to make yibum, and so on. So they read the pesukim in the Torah. It says that in the Shtar that we read the pesukim that are written in the Torah. But what do you see from over here? We see that we give him a choice because in the Shtar it says yabem yabem. And if not, not. <coughs> now the Gemara comes along and says, mod'inhu, and it's written in the Shtar that what? That uh, they make it, make it aware to her that this is her brother-in-law, meaning from the paternal, which means that's her husband's paternal brother. Now how do they make her aware of it? Some say you actually have to bring witnesses. This is really not a testimony. This is just a clarification. So therefore it can be used, even a relative can clarify it, or <coughs> even the testimony of a lady. It's only a revelation, and not a testimony. And therefore, even a relative, even a lady will be in the beginning, Mitzvat Yibum Kodemet Mitzvat Halisa. Ve'achshav she'en mitkavenim l'shem mitzvah. But today they don't have kavana for the sake of the mitzvah, but they're doing it for beauty or they're doing it for money <coughs> or similar uh, a similar ulterior motives. Amru mitzvat halitza kodemet mitzvat yibum. That mitzvah halitza comes before yibum. Amar ami bar hamam bar mitzchak. Hazru lomar. But they returned. They went back and they said mitzvat yibum kodemet mitzvat halitza. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Did the generation become better? Usually generations don't become better. If you tell me that there was a generation, they were not L'Shem Shamayim, and now what? They got more L'Shem Shamayim? Impossible. So how did they come along now and reinstate the mitzvah of Yibum? If you tell me that in the earlier generations, they were not L'Shem Shamayim. Rhetorically, is the generation become more kasher? Originally, <coughs> the rabbis held that the halakha is like Abba Shaul. That says what Yibum can only be done for the sake of the Shem Shamam. And if it's done with any other motives, it's considered an Avera. But then in the end, in the later Hakamim, they held like the opinion of the Rabbanah Netanya. Abba Shaul Omer, HaKonesit Yibim Tor, the Shem Noi, and the Shem Ishut, and the Shem Davar Acher, if a person goes with the Yibama for the sake of beauty or the sake of, you know, uh, uh, um, if he wants kavod, then he can come along and say that this is my wife. Or for other motives like money, etc. It's as if he went with Eshet Ah. The Yibum is not considered a Yibum. Wow, and if it's Eshet Ah, then the kids are going to be possible mamzerim because Eshet Azizur karet. Now, some want to say that midin Torah nechshav yabama kores mechavana lo aguna kipogem bisur erba. Some want to say that's midin Torah. They want to say it. Therefore, <coughs> the kid is actually be a mamzer. And some want to say that Abba Shul doesn't mean that. It's only midrabanan. And it sounds like it's midrabanan because he says it's kiilu. Doesn't sound like it's a Torah din. doesn't matter what the kavana is. Can't be reinforced. So now the Gemara says, no. Who is the author of the following statement that we have in the Brayta? It says the pasuk Yevama Yavo Aleha. The Yevam goes with her. Mitzvah, which means which means <coughs> initially before she was married to this man, she was mutat to marry anybody. Which means before she married Reuven, she could marry Shimon for that matter. So initially she had a hetir. Let's say the Yabam's name is Shimon. 
before she married Reuven, she, was, she had a intent to marry Shimon. No, 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 to marry Shimon. If she didn't marry Reuven, she could marry Shimon. But then when she married Reuven, she becomes forbidden to Shimon. And then when Reuven dies, the Haza she becomes permissible again to Shimon. You think that she comes back to her original intent that she can marry under any circumstances? Which means it's much that now it is a mitzvah. Mantana, who's the opinion that says this? Abba Shaul. Vehaki Kama. This is what it means to say. Yebama Yavo Aleha. Yebama means mitzvah. What does it mean, mitzvah? Shepetechila. Before Reuven got married, Haita Allah Bechalatir. Shimon could have married her willingly. No problem. Anyway, Ratzal Shimnoi. If you wanted to marry her, Shimnoi. Konsa. Ratzal Shimishu Konsa. Initially, before Reuven got married, Shimon could marry this girl in any which way he wants. Lashem money, Lashem noi, Lashem any kabana. However, once Reuven got married, now she becomes forbidden to Shimon, Ne'esra, Ne'hazra ve'utra. Now when Reuven dies, she becomes permissible, but not in the same way. She doesn't become permissible in the same way. Yachot, azon etirari shon, meaning that you can marry Shimon in any which way. Tamud domar yebamaya vo'aleha, le'mitzvah, only with kabana le'shem, mitzvah. Rabah aman, no. Afidu tema rabbanan. Baki kaman. Yebamaya vo'aleha. Initially, Shimon was mutata. Means, if he wants to marry, he can marry. If he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. Meaning, it's voluntary. He can, Shimon was not obligated to marry her. He can marry her. As long as she didn't marry the Uven, Shimon can marry her optionally. However, once the Uven got married, she becomes forbidden. Once the Uven dies, Hazza Vihutra. Does she have an option now like he originally had? No. The Gemara says, which means, what do you mean? We know he doesn't have an option. Of course, he cannot just walk away. He's connected to her. Will she just go out without anything? The Gemara cannot have an option. He has an option to, to do whatever he wants. That's what I've thought. Maybe as an option, if he wants to do either Yibum or Halitza, that no, it's a mitzvah to make Yibum. So it's a different Eter. It's a different Eter. Initially, his Eter was what? Optional. That was Eter is a mitzvah. But the point is, you have no Da'ayah for the Pesukim, either like, you can go like Abba Shaul, that what? Or you can go like Rabbana. Uh, Both of them are able to get out of the Pesukim of Anara Botai. Although, that ends over here.